Monday, Monday, Sunday, fun day. Tune in to this week's episode of Amateur Hour. We've got heavyweight contenders such as basketball and football coming at you live here on Monday, Monday, Sunday. That's right, folks. We've got the hottest topics, the hottest takes, the hottest hosts right here on the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? Sunday, Sunday, Monday, fun day. Welcome, everybody, to episode 84, right? We're on 84? Oh, my God, we're almost on 85. It's one more than 83. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're on episode 84, people. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good day. You're with uh, Max and Shreyas here for another long, uh, less than an hour of amateur hour, in which we talk about sports and in our non-professional fashion. We've got a lot on the docket for you here today. We've got, of course, our fantasy picks. We've got our weekly highs, our weekly lows. We've got some celebration of great basketball, some firing of coaches, which is one of our favorite bits of tea, uh, and much, much more. So tune in with your ears and your eyes. I don't know how you can see us, but if you can, cool. Uh, But tune in with your ears. (laughs) Lend them to us for the next 45 or so minutes as we serenade you with Amateur Takes. We're going to kick things off, folks, with nothing else but the weekly highs. The weekly highs. So, Max, I'll start off the weekly highs with my personal high. And that is uh, for the first time in like two months, I was able to play basketball. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, because what it was warm or you're in. Well, it was it was a great it was a great weekend out here in the in November, which you just never get nowadays. And I don't know, this thing's aligned. Normally, I've been playing a lot of ultimate frisbee. Ah, yes, the disc. But yeah, man, I I have missed playing basketball and it was you know the stars line got to got to get a good group going and uh go play some pickup first uh for the first time in a long time and i I loved it i'm i was definitely rusty i was Mm. definitely rusty and when uh, when fives were being played i just you could count me out on defense oh yeah (laughs) fast break and you're just like yeah i was playing i was playing lamello ball Uh (laughs) Uh, oh lamello ball ball but yes lamello uh, ball balls <laughs> squared anyway <laughs> well that's fun i'm glad that you got to get outside that's uh yes. yeah i always love a good weekend playing uh just hooping hooping outside yeah i'm uh, i'm in the opposite boat i can't play for another like three four weeks because uh somebody like fractured my foot dummy what wait what yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually honestly better today than I have been. But Shrey, when I go out, I have to wear a boot. Like when I can kind of like shuffle around the house, I'm okay. But like, yeah, I get my rolled my ankle so bad, and it just like. Oh, uh, so was it just a fracture? Did, was there any ligament damage? Or it still hurts. But fingers crossed, I don't think there's any like ligament or tendon issues. Just like a severe muscle sprain and like a hairline hairline fracture. Oh, uh, okay. So. Damn couple weeks and then i'm gonna have to rehab and then get back into shape because i'm gonna lose all my freaking cardio so yeah. kind of a bummer 
Well, you could do all upper body and look like Johnny Bravo. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, hey I'm there, baby. That. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Oh, what about man. sports? What's what's good in the sports world? Well, Max, uh, this week was definitely a week for the overs of cross. The mm. crossovers mm. in NBA basketball. The first one being KD's crossover against Daniel Gafford of the Wizards. Beautiful. Uh, what normally is just an, a really clean KD crossover. Like I feel like you've seen it countless amount of times. It's just how Daniel Gafford did not know how to respond with his feet. And Made just do the splits. Splits and phase forward. And then if you it, it, there's like a perfect image, you could probably find it online of Katie taking the shot after the crossover and Gafford on the ground. And if you zoom in at his face, it just looks like he's reconsidering all his life choices. And it was just an exceptional picture. Great, great picture being taken in um, a moment that obviously <laughs> he'll never forget. I wonder it, if some people will be having that as a poster sometimes. <laughs> they will not let him live that down. I like he was this guy was tummy down on the floor. Yeah. Like yeah. splits, like looking for the TV remote underneath the couch. So the KD one, and then obviously the Luca one on Ben Simmons the other night, just an exceptional crossover. Ben Simmons was playing mm. Twister on that one. I wish Luca had made the the layup, but it's all good. Great move anyway. Yeah, and it's on everybody's least favorite player, so nobody's <laughs> complaining. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very good. Well, uh, I'm gonna bring things down and do the weekly lows. <laughs> The lows. My personal weekly low this week is that Trey and I played each other in fantasy, uh, and he dogged me. We're in categories, and I lost one to eight. Like he beat me in eight out of nine categories. I don't even remember the one that I had. I think it was like less turnovers. Yeah, hey, I, I needed points. It. I, I needed it. Free throw I was percentage, two. shooting percentage, three points made. I mean. Good golly, Miss Molly. I have no three. I was the worst. I had like 32 threes that entire week. Yeah, it's tough. To Next win that lowest category. person was 40. My team stinks. <laughs> no, you're, what are you, you're one and two stinks. like me. You're one and two like me, though. Uh, it's not. Yeah, but Shrey, I, I'm like losing like important category. And I'm like, when I'm winning, I'm not winning by a lot. Yeah. But a wins, a, I'll tell you what, a win's better than a, a, a loss. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, very good. <laughs> I don't know if you needed that type of uh, advice, but I thought really I'd just give it to you. <laughs> yeah, my, my other personal low is that I can't uh, play basketball for a little bit. I have a walking boot. Um, so Yeah, so what, how, how did you roll it? Did, on somebody? On the ball? Or oh, yeah. Uh, three people took me to the ground because I, I'm just too – like I don't want to sound like a, a jerk, but like I'm literally just too big for people to like contain – when they play me in basketball. So I'm done. I'm done playing casual people because they can't do anything to stop me. So they have to just like punch me in the freaking face and like hold me down and foul me hard. And Are so I was gym casual people or outside casual people, gym, gym, casual people. Like yeah, I, I caught like, a ball yeah. going down the middle of the lane and three guys did not a non-basketball like tackle to stop me from getting to the basket. I feel like outside casual people are a little less aggressive than uh gym casual people gym casual people would think like oh we're indoors like nothing bad could ever happen so i'll just seriously. have no consequences seriously 
It's terrible. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so I was like up, and then they brought me down right on my foot, full weight, rolled to the outside, pop, snip, snap, crackle, pop. A- any apology? I'm assuming no, because they're no. gym people. This guy was like trash talking me the entire time, and so I started getting in it with him, and I still scored a bucket on his head after I rolled my ankle because I had the adrenaline, so I was like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And I still got a bucket on his head. He's like, I wasn't even guarding you. I was like, yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you weren't guarding me. You tackled me. <laughs> and he also said to me, he said, "Oh, turnovers, turnovers, not a real stat." Because I, I was John with him. I was like, "Don't you just, don't you have three turnovers?" He's like, "Yeah, whatever. That's not even a real stat. Nobody cares about that one." Yeah, he's never punting turnovers in fantasy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, dude, don't worry. Like the league scouts are here. Don't worry, bro. They're gonna get you." <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that's my favorite one. I'd be like, "Oh, dude, yeah, don't worry. The league just called me." You know, I will say one thing. I'm learning how to trash talk. I'm learning how to dish it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah, good. Yeah. It's not good because you don't want to. Anyway. Well, yeah, you don't want to get caught up with the wrong person. But yeah, <laughs> My sports low is that the Houston Astros won again. And Shrey asked me this question. This is a really good. Can you ask? Can you just ask me it again? Yeah. So the question I asked you off pod was, are you able to separate? This Astros World Series win from the 2017 win where they found out they were cheating. Can you separate that or do you consider this team part of that cheating franchise or whatnot? No. No, I cannot separate. Yes, I consider this team to be a part of that cheating franchise. Um, Something about the Astros, this whole playoffs... When I saw him beat, you know, the Mariners, when I saw him beat the Yankees, and then now when I saw him beat the Phillies, every single fan of the opposite franchise is like, oh my God, these freaking cheaters. It's just a rep that goes along with them now. And it's kind of that thing. It's like following like Tom Brady and the Pats with the mm. flight date. You know what I mean? When there's a yeah. scandal that's that big, it kind of stays with you. And I was literally thinking to myself, I was like, oh man, as a Red Sox fan, I hate the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know who I hate more than the Yankees? The Astros. <laughs> there's a mentality. There's an image of them crying, being whiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think it. I think more than that, they cheated. Right when we when we first found that out, it was how they responded that really turned people off to them. Like you said, the whining, the we didn't do anything wrong, like kind of deflection of blame, and then. And then they took on that like vilified character, right? And then <laughs> they kind of wanted people to hate them. That team especially, right? Yeah. I, I I will say, Max, that I can separate some players on this team from that team. I don't know if I don't know if I'm yet to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, Houston's this like goody two shoes organization and wow, they won so squeaky clean, so I gotta love them again. Probably not. And I will say, I do have some Houston Astros gear, but I bought it way before any of this happened in 2015. Yeah, so, I, I, I flame Trey every time he's got so, a so, Astros shirt on. So that is just, you know, being fully honest, but, you know, that's regardless. I will say that, like, there's players like Jordan Alvarez and, uh, like, you know, some of the pitchers on their staff that are, like, different. Sure. Right, that like that like weren't a part of that, but then kind of have to hear it from people. But there are still still, still people like Altuve, Bregman. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like those are the guys that have been there 
that yeah, went through that it and you're kind of like and they didn't have any matter. remorse for it yeah it's the whole team it's the whole team it's the whole franchise you look at it and you're like Ugh. so yay congrats silly astros people in yeah. houston are going crazy i don't know whatever philly would have been so much better you would have seen greased and so much better and you know they they i don't know i feel like they worked for it being a wild card team seriously yeah, yeah. it's huge they, they made it there they just literally quite simply watching those games they got outplayed yeah, right at the end. Yep. The no-hitter. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. All right. Well, folks, we've got a lot of topics to dive into, and we're going to start diving right now. Speaking of basketball, Shrey and I are going to share one thing. Shrey, speaking of speaking of baseball, Shrey and I are going to share one thing that we are each looking forward to uh, in this coming offseason, kind of storylines that we're looking to follow. Uh, mine personally is uh, Aaron Judge, the winner of the, uh, well, the record holder, I suppose, uh, of the 62-run 62, 62 home run record in the American League. Uh, for, well, currently, as of right now, still the New York Yankees, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the market looks like for him and where he is going to end up. Do you think there's any way that he stays on the Yankees? Yes. Okay. I think there is. I think, I think if I had to pick right now, he stays. Okay. I just, I, I don't I know. I would think so. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know um, what kind of team would pay up that much, and it feels like Minnesota the Yankees Twins. are under. They, I mean, yeah, they could, but I feel like the Yankees are under a lot of pressure to keep him. Right? They already had some fa- failure, <laughs> like they like they legitimately failed throughout uh, the end of that season, and if they now lose their best player, could you imagine? the disgust on Yankees fans face. It'd be great as a Red Sox fan, but I don't think they'd be able to live that down that front office. So they're, they're going to have to retain him or else give him whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Shrey? What's your uh, storyline? Yeah. For me, I'm going to stay in the AL East and it's the Boston Red Sox and what they're going to do at the shortstop position, specifically with Xander Bogarts, Xander Bogarts, as we know, and we've talked about on the podcast for quite a while is a free agent he has just opted out of his contract uh as of yesterday or a couple days ago Uh, and so now he is going to be a free agent and it's up to the red sox to figure out you know put all their cards on the table and and if they really say they want him like they've said in the in the past that they're planning on retaining him then they got to put their money out there they can't just kind of Lowball people like they have been with Devers because with Devers, they have a lot of time on their hands. I mean, they have at least a year, uh, a little over a year. But with Bogarts, they don't have that time. They got to come up, straight shoot, give him the best offer that they can give him, and, you know, hopefully he takes it. And if that's not what they're planning on doing, it's going to be tough to uh, to figure out whether they're going to get that marquee shortstop free agent maybe as a replacement, right? They already have Trevor Story. Potentially, they'd want to move if they think they want to move him to shortstop. Who do they give at second base? If not shortstop, right. Correa, uh, Trey Turner, people of that nature are on the market. Will they pony up for those players versus the homegrown player? It's going to be a difficult decision for them. So that's a storyline to watch out for. Yeah, and as we know from this past season, we really don't know what the Red Sox are doing. Are you buying, Literally selling, nothing. selling, buying, trading high? Trading low, we don't freaking know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. All right, we got to talk about another person leaving another place, <laughs> and this is against their will. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. What do you know about? <laughs> them? 
what do you know about their uh <laughs> what do you know about their uh season so far not good right okay they, well, they, they, they stink <laughs> so this comes uh their 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 dilapidated season comes with the firing of franklin reich uh who is now sayonara see you later you're no longer on the team Colts owner Jim Ursay makes a brilliant move and brings in Jeff Saturday, who has never coached professional football in his life. So what this Matt, tells me is that, that Trey and I Yeah, who does that chance. sound like? <laughs> Trey and I have a chance. A chance. All we need to do is coach high school briefly. If only we'll I had gotten go. my application in sooner. <laughs> So what is this? I don't know, Shrey. What does this tell you? Things go from bad to worse because, to be honest with you, I thought it was a lot of the field talent. It's like Matty Ice is old. Yeah. Uh, Colts are not clicking. Your, yeah. One of your best players, Michael Pittman, is you know hit or miss because he yeah. doesn't have a reliable quarterback. Yeah. Um, you're down your running backs. Like There is not a lot going for you. Coaching... I think this would have made more sense at the end of the season because you guys aren't winning. You're not making it to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like let it ride out. Like your talent's just not there. Like you don't have a team, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, but they decided to make a big midseason move and bring in Jeff Saturday, who again has never coached professional football. Straight, how are you feeling about this move? Because if I'm the Colts right now, I'm like, I'm on crack. I'm definitely confused if I'm a Colts fan right now. I don't understand their direction. Um, It feels like somebody, it feels like Ursa just called up a buddy and said, Hey, you mind uh, washing my house while I'm on vacation? (laughs) That's literally what it sounds like. Uh, But he's doing it with his, uh, his football team. I don't get the move. He can't call plays. So he's having an offensive assistant call plays for him. Uh, he obviously, like you said, coached high school football, and in his last year, went three and seven with his high school team. So it's not; it doesn't really bode well for an NFL team and the, the <laughs> schemes that he can draw up. And I don't know if you watched or or saw any of the quotes coming out of that press conference, Max, but I kind of want to read some of the quotes that were that were said, especially by Jim Irsay. Fantastic quotes. <laughs> the first one being, uh. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage, but I do know how to build a football team. I've been doing this for 50 plus years. What? (laughs) (laughs) I said what? I I, I said the same thing. I was like, the analogy is sausage. Listen, listen, I don't know anything about sausage. I don't know what goes into that. I know it's parts of a pig, but man, do I love football. Mmm, <laughs> sausage. <laughs> does anyone, got a, a does Homer anyone Simpson give breakfast? Moment? Yeah. A Homer Simpson moment. Hey, anybody got sausage? Mmm, sausage. sausage. <laughs> oh, my yep. God. So what I don't understand, though, is that, like, you pick this guy out of nowhere, essentially. Yeah. Like, Jeff Saturday, he, like... He, he was on ESPN. He was he was an ESPN analyst as, as of the yeah, other day. But then <laughs> he's got his he's got his guy who's been on the team way longer than he has and who's coached the collegiate level, Parks Frazier, to be your actual like de facto coach because he's the play caller and like like manager of like what? Yeah, they have they have um helping with practice plan, call sheets, and scripts. Bruh, that's what the coach does. 
they have people on their staff that have coaching experience. Uh, Gus Bradley is their defensive coordinator. Um, people say that their special teams coordinator, Bubba Ventrone, has some uh, potential to be a head coach. They could have chosen him. They have people with coaching. So John Fox uh, is on their team. He's been to a Super Bowl as a coach. As He's there as a defensive assistant. It just feels like they could have gotten... And, and they have former players that have multiple, uh, you know, experience experiences, I guess, in coaching. So it's like they could have gone so many different ways, Max. And they went in the one way that it felt like they just tone deaf to the season. Just weird. I feel bad if you're Jeff Saturday because oh, yeah. you're in this Max. spot and like, cool, you're selected. Nobody wants you there. And it's got to be weird for him. Like that press conference was weird. Yeah, Max, he he asked, apparently uh, he said out loud at the press conference, he asked, he said, uh, he asked Jim Hersey, why am I a candidate for this? <laughs> he asked him why. He asked him, he's like, me? <laughs> 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 oh my God. No, you cue the curb your enthusiasm. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. Yeah, why literally. am I a candidate for this? Why? Seriously. So, Weird, weird situation down in Indy. Um, yeah. I hope you guys weren't hoping for anything. I'm honestly going to move Michael Pittman to a flex. Oh, I, I think that's it's coming to that point. Yeah, I just... Uh, to, to be completely honest with you. Because he's been hit or missed. Yeah. It's just awful. He's a great and the player. offensive line, Max, one of the best is offensive lines in years past yeah. is just... In turmoil. Decimated. Yeah. decimated. They had nine sacks. On on Ellinger last week against the Patriots, nine. Yeah. So like you you can't you can't expect your receivers to do anything if the quarterback can't get any protection. The defense isn't good right now, right? They have injuries on that side, but they're just not good anyway. It's just and then now the coaching is just. I I kind of feel like they're the they're becoming what the Patriots were in the offseason, except in the middle of the season, <laughs> they just have no cohesion right now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. All yeah. right. Well, let's uh, take a little trip over to our fantasy picks. Let's give the people what they came here for, and yep. that is betting and fantasy, uh, which, you know, actually, I'm 3-0 in one of my basketball leagues, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. You know what, Shay? Actually, in light of that, you know, and, and we're doing football, uh, I think I'm going to start because I'm feeling confident here. Uh, Got it. We have Mr. Jeff Wilson Jr. as my must lock. Okay. Coming off the trade from the 49ers, uh, you watch him pass the eye test and look at his fantasy stats. Immediate impact. Um, pretty solid working with uh, Mr. Mostert over there uh, in on the field. Um, I think that he's going to be a solid pick for this week and, and honestly probably weeks going forward. And so. in an offense that he knows really well, Mike McDaniel coming from San Francisco where he just was. Yep, exactly. My sleeper. This this one's kind of risky is uh, Jerry Judy. That is my okay. sleeper pick. Uh, he has produced over 50 yards in his past five games. So mm. you can look at it for at least six points. That'll be good. Um, but on top of that, he's been a little bit more consistent. And this week he plays Tennessee, which, you know, as a receiver, you can have solid games. It depends on how their defense is feeling. But yeah. that's why he's a sleeper for me this week. I think he's going to do okay. Obviously, he's not in the best situation, but he's been consistent for a little bit. So I expect him to kind of be that solid, like flex play. 
I like that. Okay. That's my football. What about your football? So I'm your football? St- my How's football, your football? My football is not good. Uh, uh, the football no, the football good. has been deflated on my end. <gasps> it's just, yeah, it's just, you can't. Okay, play. Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing that. <laughs> Let that go, people. <laughs> so I'll start with my, my guarantee, Max. I'm going to go. I haven't got quarterback ever, so I'm going to go quarterback this week. And I'm going to okay. say Justin Fields. Justin Fields, who has had some really productive weeks the past three or four weeks and has been getting better every week. It feels like the Bears finally figured out what Justin Fields is good at. Good at. It only took him eight weeks <laughs> to figure out, oh, this kid uh, is pretty good at running the football. And we're going to make that his primary uh, – focal point and then kind of work the passing game off of that it's working max and they're playing mm. detroit this week he had a phenomenal oh. week last week max uh regular season record in rush yards for a for a quarterback he has how many uh, do you have 178 oh that is the most for a quarterback in, in in nfl history in the regular season it's just a phenomenal performance and i'm looking for I don't know if he'll get the record again and beat his own record, but I'm looking for more of the same. I'm looking for 100 Even yards rushing. Even if he rushing. gets 100 yards rushing, yeah, that is I, awesome. I, I really find – I think 100 That's yards awesome. and a touchdown is is pretty uh, – sound. is a sound guess for him. You know who else was running this weekend was um, was Gino. Gino is great. Gino's Gino a, was running. Gino feels like a scrambler. This guy's a runner. This guy is a guy that when he runs, he runs to attack. Gino's a little more of a scrambler, I would say, and he gets out. He's mobile. I think it was but just because Arizona's defense was so bad. They're not good. <laughs> they're not, oh they're my not God. Good. They're not great. Um, anyway. Okay. My sleeper. Solid. Yeah, sleeper. My sleeper is you went Jerry Judy, correct? Yes. I'm going with the homeboy Greg Dulcich. Yeah. Greg <laughs> Dulcich. I love his mustache. I love his hair. And he's the tight end for the Denver Broncos. And it feels like they, it feels like he has a decent floor. It feels like Russell West, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, close enough. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. The other washed Russell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson. It feels like he's kind of become like a 1A target. Like I know Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are out there, but it feels like his safety blanket has been Greg Delsage the past couple of weeks. And I really can envision him getting another one of those five five cash performances and maybe for five for 50 or something like that but if you're looking for a low-end tight end one i know mark andrews is on by this week Greg dulcich against tennessee might be a good option especially in the red zone i like it i like it and he does have a fabulous mustache and mm-hmm. a set of locks okay all right well oh yes right i forgot about our basketball basketball all right one sentence apiece here we go. We've got Pat Williams. This is one of my waiver wire picks. Pat Williams, who I think is kind of hitting his stride. This is probably my worst one, uh, but I think he's going to get you a solid 25, maybe 30 if he has a good game points a night. Maybe worth looking at. Kenyon Martin Jr. He is no Kenyon Martin, but he is solid. He's good. And last but not least, Kevon Looney. Everybody sleeps on this man, but he gets you, you know, a couple blocks over a couple games. You know, some defensive plays, solid rebounding numbers, and like anywhere from four to 10 points a night. That comes out to like, if you're in a points league, you know, eh, 25 and change, which again, yeah. as a wave wire pickup, that's in rotation. Boards, 
And in categories, you're going to get your boards and you're going to get some blocks. So solid rotational waiver wire pickup in those three. But, you know, let me know. Let me know what you think. All right, Shrey. Yeah, Max, I'm going to start with Royce O'Neal. He's the small forward Uh, forward for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn's in disarray from a lineup standpoint right now. Ben Simmons, we don't know what his minutes limit is. Uh, He's just not coming back. Obviously, we know Kyrie's not playing, so... Royce O'Neal has taken upon himself to be a distributor. And I never knew that as Royce O'Neal. Like he had eight assists in his last game. And if that's something wow. where he can get, he can get like, if he can keep up like a four or five assists while, you know, players are out and he needs to play a lot of minutes, that could be really useful for your matchup this week, especially as a low end, you know, a guy that you're only looking for a week or so. Seriously. My, yeah. So my second pick is going to be Christian Coloco. Christian Coloco is the oh. backup center. He's a rookie for the Toronto uh, Toronto Raptors, and it looks like he's preferred as that center position where they can play a Chua at power forward while Siakam is out. You know he's going to be out for two plus weeks at this point mm-hmm. with that groin strain. And Coloco had a really good game the other day where he had six blocks. So if you're looking for a low end center, he might not score. But if you need defensive stack, Coloco's your guy. Mm. And last but not least, I'm going with campaign. It's the campaign campaign. Yes, and, I, I was thinking about him. Yep. And uh, we saw just the other day, Chris Paul uh, left the game with a heel injury. And Where? if that's something, <laughs> if that's something that's going to be, you know, a hindrance to him, either he misses games or he can't play. You know, a lot of Who minutes. Who would you go to? Campaign. And campaign, campaign likes when he's that guy. Oh, and he's a valuable scorer. He, yeah. he gets you assists. Yep. And he can be he can be efficient from the field, too. So, well, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, no, you're right. Can it, be. Anyone can be. can be, but he can't be. <laughs> I wouldn't look at him so much for shooting percentage just because he points. can be very streaky. But, yeah, but points and, and like, assists when yeah. he needs to. Solid. Yeah, especially as a starter. He's good. He's been good as a starter for them. Yes. Well, as we get kind of flow right into this basketball thing here, I, we need to talk about something that Shrey and I have both noticed independently as the start of the season has come underway, and that is that this season seems to be very offensively focused. Uh, a lot of shooting. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of defense. It seems like the whole league has turned into West Coast basketball, and it's all about how many points you can score, can you outscore the other opponents. It feels like on a nightly basis – we're getting games of like 120 to like 115, 125 to 120, you know, some 130 games, yeah, you know, crazy. I'm not seeing too many games in the 80s and 90s anymore. They happen. Mm-hmm. But man, these guys are scoring a lot. And Trey, you had a pretty good stat that you found. Yeah, I was just kind of looking up, you know, offensive rating, defensive rating stats just to kind of get a gauge for how, you know, how teams have been scoring because it feels like the eye test we've definitely seen that offense has been almost out of control where you're like is any defense being played and it kind of comes out to that where 20 of the 30 teams in the nba are above 110 on their offensive rating while only 10 of them are under 110 in their defensive rating Mm -hmm. so just as a general 
gauge. I know offensive, you know, the rating stats are not like the best when you kind of dig deep into them because they're based on a hundred possessions and it's, it's not, you know I mean? It's enough for a game, but it's also like, it's not standard, right? It's still, it's still a, a drastic change. Like I feel like 20 teams are above 110, right? You're seeing teams like the OKC Thunder, the Jazz, the teams in the past uh, that have been good, but not great somewhere in the middle, just exploding in offense, right? And that's where you're getting a lot of these 120 five 123 games and then especially when they go into ot that's gonna up that stat so it's like i'm just i'm just not sure where it's coming from i know there's been more rules that kind of favor that offensive game right like the take foul has been taken out so Uh when someone does a take foul you get the extra the free throw and the possession right so it's like it's it's catering to it like football caters to their offensive game but I didn't think it would be this much of an explosion, Max. I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, I don't know if it's just because of the take foul isn't there, but right, I, yeah. I, and I also don't know if it's like teams' lack of trying on defense. It just seems like you think about every year the league keeps getting better and better and better and better. Yeah, right. Like there are just there's just so much talent. Like you're looking at the depth of these benches now, and you're like, wow. You know, you've got. I mean, look at the Celtics played the Grizzlies last night. You've got like all the way down to like the Santiel Damas and the John Conchars. Yeah. They're solid players. You even look at the Rockets, like a considerably like bad team. I think they've got a lot of good players on their roster. Uh, you know, some of and them... It, some, And they're sacrificing the defensive like play, I guess, in that sense of they are looking for offensive players at every position. You know what I mean? Like it used to be the center could hit a couple threes and... And it would be more of a defensive position, but we are we are at the point now where you you can't even talk. Like the center's got to score sixteen, seventeen points right now. If you're if you want to be real, if you want to be really good, I know obviously Golden State has kind of bunked that, but a lot of these centers are really right. they're they're becoming high scoring centers, even like the the mid tier ones, right? So every position has a scoring threat at this point. And I think that's a really really big part of it is that. There's no weak position offensively, and I think there's a lot of weak positions defensively in this league right now. So I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy, but you know, it's still fun to watch. We like to see people score points. It's just of a course. lot of the games have become more shootout style versus defensively focused. Yeah. One team that I feel like is doing a little bit of both, though, and I think we have to give some credit to to start the season because it's. Not every day that you have a team go, what is it, nine and three? Especially with the expectations they had prior to the season, Max. Shrey, you put them pretty low in your rankings. I put them slightly higher, but still low. And this team Wait, is Would the, you have them at seven, eight? I think I had them at six. Oh, you have them at six. You, okay. I think you had I, them at play-in. I had them in play-in, yep. Hmm. Yeah, this team, if you haven't guessed it already, it's Mormontown, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Utah Jazz Stray are playing exceptionally well. They have, yeah. to me, and this is how I see it, they have a quite the ragtag team of individuals. They had yeah. that trade for Rudy Gobert. They got a haul back from the Timberwolves. You have stars like Laurie Markkinen, Jared Vanderbilt, Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, you know, a lot of just random names kind of put together on this roster, but they are playing well. Yeah. And, and they, they traded their game. 
They traded their three best players, Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich. And the players that they got back to start the season, obviously we got to, you know, set some parameters. They're not in the finals. To start the right. season, they are um they they're playing well together. It feels like they have more chemistry than that team did. And it starts man, it starts at their leadership, right? I think when you got when you have players like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and you know what I mean? Like and like those like and Rudy Gay. When you have players like that that really understand how to win and like have the professionalism of the sport and stuff that goes a long way. So for younger players like Vanderbilt and Kessler and Sexton, like those types of players, they they're being guided right yeah. into this winning, into this winning thing. Sexton and, is surprising. And they even yeah. said, they're like, Oh, well, we don't know about this guy. We don't know if he's going to be the star, but he's playing solid, man. Yeah. And he's been, he's been really good off the bench. I'm surprised to see that they, they've started Jordan Clarkson and how well he's kind of brought because he's known for being that sixth man. Yeah, we know him as a sixth man and as a great scorer off the bench, but he's somehow better right now to start the season as a starter, playing starter minutes. You know, it feels like he's entrenched into that shooting guard role. Who knows what'll happen in the future? But he's given you what eighteen four, four and five, and that's really good. That's really good. And like with Mike Conley at the helm. And he's making really good decisions. Like, who knows if they're going to be traded at some point, those two. But I think as long as they're winning, you got to be rooting for them. I think you want to see that team win and not kind of tear it up a little bit more. Like, tear tear it apart a little bit more. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like Laurie Markkinen, too. You yeah. know, we've seen Laurie Market in the league for a number of years, and we've been like, oh, he's going to get there, he's going to get there, he's going to be that guy, he's going to be that guy. And he never really was, you know, when he was during his tenure with Cleveland, like during his previous years. I, now, and the Bulls, they just did not use him on the Bulls well. Bulls didn't use Horrible. Him well. yeah. And then Cleveland, uh, it felt like a logjam because they had Mobley and two, Allen, and three big lineup was kind of a lot. Yeah, they had, um, who was that other guy? James Dean. Now it's his name. Dean Wade. Dean Wade. <laughs> you said James Dean. Yeah, they had him. You know, he, he was really clocking it up too. There was only room for one tall white guy, and it was Dean Wade. Yeah. No, they, they so, <laughs> but no, we see Laurie Marketing. He's playing fantastic. And you know what? The thing about Jordan Clarkson, mm-hmm. I don't like how he plays, to be honest with you. And that's just me. Okay. I don't like that style of basketball. I don't like pure ISO players, but he is a bucket when he needs to be. Uh, I just something about his style, like I just don't like it. But he's fitting and meshing within the team. So I will say that ISO, he does have those moments, right, where you're like, I don't know if you need to ISO here. But a lot of his threes have been off Mike Conley passes and Sexton passes. He he's he hasn't. I from what I've seen, he hasn't been running and chucking. He does that a couple times, and he's playing yeah. within the offense. I guess he's that's why he's getting so many assists, right? You think of a shooting yeah, guard. I I, yeah. I never think of Jordan Clarkson getting five six assists. But that's what he's doing right now. You can kind of chalk it up for four or five assists every game. And you're like, yeah. what? This is Jordan Clarkson. I thought he just three, three just, point. Just scored. Yeah, he just hits a couple threes and then clocks out. But no, he's really playing basketball. So it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, well, I mean, Utah Jazz are off to a hot start. Bucks just got handed their first loss last night from Atlanta. Ooh, mm. I, that was a great game as well. Uh, there's there's a lot of good basketball being played right now. Well, Shrey, I that just about does it for me. I, I've got my uh, docket docket ticket all exhausted here. Yeah, me too. The checks box the check boxes have been filled. Yes, absolutely. Well, since we've hit all our bases, just like the Astros, we're going to call it a night. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.